0: Hi, I'm Simon Thiexton and welcome to the 2021 Thiexton's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. The way the global obsession with the crime genre continues to grow year on year is simply astonishing and this year's long list proves the remarkable talent on offer in crime writing from legends of the craft to eager-eyed newcomers. The short list is already too close to call so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar because they say an Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. I'll tell you why if you come to the festival in July. Good health. I'm Joe Haddow, and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Long Listies, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Theakston's Old Peculiar. A lovely drop. Today, I'm joined by the best selling queen of crime, Val McDermott. Hello, welcome to you. Hi, Joel. How are you doing? Oh, I'm very well. I'm even better for seeing you, Val. How has Aww. the last sort of twelve months been? You you seem very busy, like always.
1: It's been busy, but it's been strange too. It's it's certainly taken me longer to write the same number of words, if you see what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a chance, I suppose, to to catch up on a lot of reading as well uh, as as get writing done. Uh, I have written a book this year. I've done various other projects, uh, and of course. There have been lots of online events for people to to see. Uh, and I think people are starting to get a little bit bored with, uh, with the online events. It's very difficult for writers, you know, because it's not like comedians. We can't just make up a whole new routine. You know, how I became a writer is how I became a writer. I can't suddenly reinvent it and, and pretend I have a whole different backstory.
0: <laughs> uh, no, but in in the glory days of online events it was nice and i think a lot of authors were saying it was nice that global audiences could join i suppose that was one positive of it
1: it's great global audiences could join uh, also people are not disadvantaged by not being able to afford to come to festivals yes. or or because they've got physical needs that can't be uh, catered for coming to a festival so in a way the, the accessibility has been a huge plus uh, but for, for us on the stage, not feeling the buzz of a live audience is very yeah. strange. That terrible moment where you pause for the laugh and, of course, the laugh doesn't
0: come. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just the lone host yeah. sort of chuckling away to themselves. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the nice thing also has been that it's given, given me the chance to appear at events with authors that are on the other side of the world or in different countries. And we normally don't get that opportunity very often. So that's been a real plus.
0: Yeah, but we look forward to being back at Harrogate in front of audiences when we can be. And congratulations on on the long list. The book is still life. Um, It's the latest DCI Karen Peary novel. Perhaps you could just tell us a little bit about this one for those that haven't got to it yet.
1: Sure, it's the sixth novel to feature Karen Peary, who runs the fictitious Historic Cases Unit of Police Scotland. Uh, And this one begins with... uh, uh, just a few hundred yards from where I'm sitting right now, actually, on the Firth of Forth, where a lobster fishingman pulls a body out of the Firth of Forth one freezing cold February morning. Uh, and that takes us down to some very interesting pathways. Karen is drawn into a case that goes back 10 years where someone disappeared without any notice of where they'd gone. Uh, and also at the same time, she's working another case where. Someone who's died in a road accident, her house is being sorted out by her sister, who discovers a camper van in the garage that she didn't know her sister possessed. And the camper van contains a skeleton, which also her sister didn't know she possessed. <laughs> so these two cases are, are sort of crossing over as, as the book progresses. And they, they take Karen on a, a physical as well as a, as a psychological journey.
0: There are uh, COVID references in this book. So you you made it very much up to date. And I just wondered when you added those, because I sort of imagined that you probably finished or finishing the book when all this nonsense started last year.
1: Well, I was actually writing the book. Most of the book was written in lockdown. Uh, Right, OK. So I'd always planned for the book to be set in February 2020. I mean, from when I was thinking it out in advance, because my books are broadly set in the present day. And when I was thinking about this, I thought, I'll set it in February, it'll be winter, it'll be nice and cold, Give that chilliness. And of course, as I'm writing the book, things are unfolding around me. And I thought it would be wrong to ignore what was coming at us down the pike, but also it would be uh, really annoying to readers to pretend that I knew more about what was going to happen than I did know. So there was that balancing act of just a few references in passing. uh, But none of that, had I but known, dear reader, that really annoys me when I read it in books. So yeah, and the book ends on on the eve of lockdown. And partly because I have no idea how to write a novel set in lockdown, I think it's very, very difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, and one of the the many great things about this book, and indeed lots of your books, is is the sort of Scottishness of it. You mentioned, you know, uh, just a few miles from where you're sat is is where the the opening of the book begins. Do you do you consciously make your books? Scottishy isn't a word, but do, do you have that in mind for all your stories? What, do I jock them up a bit? Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: I, I, I think when, when I'm thinking about a novel, what I'm thinking about is where it, where it will work, where the settings will okay. work. Uh, and so that might be in, in Scotland, it might be the north of England, it might be in this instance we end up briefly in Paris, we end up in, in Ireland. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking really, and in always in, with me always story comes first. Uh, and then then I people the story, and then I set the story, and all of these things interlock. Uh, You have to have the right setting, and uh, because Karen is operating in Scotland, then I'm thinking about places in Scotland that work for the story. So previously she's been up in the Highlands, for example, Mm. um, and uh, in Fife and in Edinburgh. So it kind of depends. And and if I do write another Karen Perry set in lockdown, then it will of course have to be set in Edinburgh (laughs) because that's where she's going to be stuck.
0: But you wouldn't think, oh, Oh, I'd love to just write a story on Sky. It's that you you've come up with the plot first, and then it's about where that can fit best. You know, the setting fits it best.
1: Yeah, that's thinking about the story and thinking about and also thinking about places that I know well enough to have a sense of, yeah, this would work for me. Uh, And it's not going to cause people who live or know the area well to go, like, she didn't get that at all. Um, (laughs) That's quite important. People get very possessive about where they live or the places where they regularly visit. So it's got to be someplace that I know pretty well or that I know enough to know that I can go back to before I write the book and get a, a deeper understanding of it.
0: Now you're no stranger to this award um, or indeed to Harrogate Festival. We spoke last year. Um, How did it feel to hear you've been longlisted for the biggest award in crime fiction after all this year that we've all had and been through?
1: I was absolutely delighted, to be honest. This is, this is an award that's very special to me because, of course, I was one of the people involved in setting the festival up in the first place. And so it's very close to my heart. Uh, but also, I know this is an award that uh, relies very heavily on, on, on the views of readers. Uh, and that's important to me, too, because it's the readers who make it, make it happen. And the response of readers is, is one of the things I've really missed this last year, I mean, people still tweet, people still write to me via my website, but the face-to-face, sitting down, talking to people in the signing queue—that's what makes it all worthwhile. That's that's what keeps you going on the sort of grey, grim days when you're looking at the screen, and thinking that's an absolutely terrible sentence. <laughs> um, and it's when you know, as, as I say, it's hearing people's response to the books that that warm the cockles of your heart on the cold days.
0: <laughs> and and what does the fix this Crime Novel of the year award mean you know to you but also in the crime writing community
1: well i think people are always very proud to to win such a, a significant award it's something that can change your perception certainly can change your perception in the eyes of booksellers um there's nothing booksellers like more than a, a prize winner <laughs> so uh some a reward is an award as prestigious as this is something that can make a difference to an author's career. It can make people sit up and take notice of you, particularly if you're earlier in your career. I mean, old hands like me, everybody is. Everybody knows who I am. I think, <laughs> you know, generally judging by the people who stop me in the street, you know, every other person in, in Scotland knows who I am. Uh, but. Uh, for for people particularly early in their career, an award like this can make a huge difference. For me, winning the Gold Dagger with The Mermaid singing all those years ago really made a difference to me, mm. both at home and abroad. A lot of foreign publishers are impressed by winning awards, so they'll take on a writer that they've previously been a bit, maybe, maybe, maybe not about. So, yeah, it can make a big impact for a writer's career.
0: And finally, Raoul, we've talked about, you know, doing these Zoom events, these online events and how, great it will be when we, we're in front of an audience again just like at, at Harrogate what we weren't able to go last year to the festival what what did you miss most last year about not being at Harrogate and what what are you looking forward to in the future when we can be again
1: I was missing the conversation, the gossip, the chat, seeing seeing friends, you know, seeing writers that I haven't seen all year. Um, It's always very sociable Harrogate, and it's also very democratic. You know, readers and writers and publishers all mixed together in the same bars, and so it's that it's got an an unrivalled atmosphere. Uh, and I have to say, I also missed the chance to to play with the band, the fun-loving crime writers. You know, we've not been able to play all, all through lockdown. The last no. time we played was last February at the Paisley Book Festival. Um, and we're all just gagging to get back together on stage again. So that's something to look forward to. I'm not quite sure when that's going to happen, but we're certainly all aiming for that with with excitement and glee. Because
0: you were so in your stride by, you know,
1: February oh, yeah. last year.
0: You've been doing loads, haven't you?
1: Yeah, with, with Glastonbury, for heaven's sake. Who yeah. would have thought a bunch of middle-aged crime writers could end up on a stage at Glastonbury? It's just its insane, really. <laughs> just shows, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I've been doing this a long time now. My first book was published in 1987, but there's still fresh pastures and new challenges and that's what keeps me going is the, the, the way that the crime novel has has expanded in terms of its scope and its possibilities over the last 30 odd years uh, yeah. means that I'm never doing the same thing again and again and again it's it's always fresh and exciting and, and, and challenging and that's <laughs> that's what keeps you going as a writer you don't want to be stuck in a rut thinking oh god here we go detective inspector grumpy again you
0: know I couldn't <laughs> be doing with that no <laughs> and we also all know that most crime writers are wannabe rock stars, don't we? So, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're living out the dream. <laughs>
1: we're living the dream, yeah. We're the, we're the envy of our colleagues.
0: <laughs> well, we hope we can see you, the band, on a stage soon as well as doing events. And remember, all of our long of books are available to buy from W H Smith. And if you've already read val's book and you know that you want it to be the winner well head over to harrogate Crime where you can cast your vote val so lovely to catch up with you and i hope we can do it in person very soon